This show is pre-recorded and furnished by Frasier Productions. Welcome to The Deciders with Renee Frazier. I'm Renee Frazier. I'm the founder and CEO of Frazier Communications. We're the leading woman-owned advertising and marketing communications firm led by a woman in Los Angeles and actually in Southern California. At Frazier, we specialize in changing behavior for the good. We grow brands. We try to positively impact society in the private and public sectors. Our motto is doing well by doing good. And you've seen some of our messages around talk, read, sing. It changes everything, a marketing campaign, advertising campaign throughout the state of California for First Five California, emphasizing the importance of those activities in early brain development for young children. Uh, we also do work with the Department of Public Health. You'll see some of our messaging around COVID-19. We've been doing that for the last two months, working very closely with the L.A. County Department of Public Health. But the show, The Deciders, is an opportunity to feature leaders in their field at change agents in their communities. I ask people to share their stories, reveal their path to decision-making to the businesses that they run. And we want to share with you stories that can motivate you, inform you. And in the case of the current times with COVID-19 pandemic, we are focusing our shows on issues around COVID-19. We've talked about how businesses have pivoted to become uh, more successful and sustain themselves in these very difficult times. We've talked about how businesses are preparing and for recovery and modifying their business practices. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about how we as consumers may adjust our behavior based on COVID-19. So we've talked to you with a cleaning products company. And today we're going to talk about where you use your money, what we buy, and can you have a bigger impact in the choices that you make? No matter where you turn these days, unfortunately, politics are something that uh, surround us. Would it surprise you to know that when you buy things like toothpaste or you choose a bank, your product choices could be funding political campaigns? That's right. Corporations earn profits from your purchases, and some of those profits can be donated to politicians and causes, some of which you might not agree with. Now, how do you know? Well, today we're going to talk with someone who's given us those answers of how you will know. Abigail Weiss, she's the CEO and founder of a website and app that provides transparency and allows consumers to choose brands and shop based on their political beliefs if they choose. Abigail has been a public sector attorney, and along with her husband, Brian, also an attorney, uh, they have created an, a website and an app called Goods Unite Us. It's called Goods Unite Us. Abigail, welcome to The Deciders. Thank you so much for having me, Renee. Let's talk about Goods Unite Us. What made you want to create this? What spurred you on in the first place? Really, it happened after the last presidential election. And we saw the numbers for how much corporate money, how much private money influenced that election. And it really, I guess it was just more of a tipping point. It's, it's an issue that, that I have cared about for years is, is money in politics and how do we protect the integrity of our democratic, our election process in light of the ever-increasing amount of corporate money and private money in politics. But 
it's something that I think the last election really put us over the edge and was our tipping point, um, seeing how do we protect this? How can we help to protect this election process in light of this money? Now, when you say protect the election process, meaning let people understand the influence their money is having, I think, if you don't mind, kind of take us behind the scenes. We know there are PAC, there are individuals that give money in some corporations. People are asked to give money, senior level people. I have a colleague who just mentioned that to me. They were all asked to give contribute money to a certain politician. Is that what you mean, where the money comes from for the politicians themselves and maybe for initiatives? Exactly. I think one thing that we wanted to do and we thought that would help protect our election process is to simply give transparency and accountability data to individual voters so that they don't inadvertently donate money through their expenditures on things like you said, toilet paper and toothpaste that then go in and funnel politicians they don't agree with. Because there are lots of ways that politicians get private money and want corporations cannot, under the Federal Election Commission rules, cannot directly donate to candidates, but that doesn't stop them from finding ways around that. And so lots of corporations form what we call uh, corporate PACs. They ask their senior employees to donate to candidates. And what we see is corporate treasury money going directly to other PACs or to larger funds created by the parties, like the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. So there's ways that corporations can directly contribute. And then there's more commonly ways that corporations get their senior employees or employees to contribute because individuals have a lot more freedom to contribute to politicians. Right. And because most people wouldn't know where to find that information. How do you know what companies contribute to which political campaigns? So we get our data all through publicly available information through filings to the Federal Election Commission. So all that data is already out there. There are also some other companies that kind of go through that data and process it, but they're usually nonprofits that are doing wonderful work, but it's very hard to search and it's very hard to for a consumer to actually use. So our idea was to take information, that publicly available information, and make it much more user-friendly so that we can, as voters and also consumers, go to the store and just make sure that we're not going to be putting our money in a place that will eventually lead to policies that we don't agree with. Well, I know on the site you talk about how much the average consumers funds politicians and PACs through purchases versus an actual political donation. Share that with us. Yeah, it's really interesting. I found that to be one of the the most interesting facts that we came across through our research. And it's about three times what an average person will directly donate to a candidate or a cause, about three times that amount of that person's money are going into politics without them really knowing about it through their daily purchases, through their buying of products, and then their corporate profits going to fund candidates um, that that corporation supports. It's kind of a surprising statistic. It is. I don't think any of us realize that. You think about the goods, but when you think about how much you purchase during a year, and meaning, you know, of, of necessities, and that, in fact, there's, a, you know, there could be 5 to 25% profit built into that product. And if it's a luxury good, it could even be a higher percentage. And that that money then is being used to pay employees, but also to fund things like political contributions. Let's talk a little bit about why companies want to fund politicians and uh, just give us your perspective on that. I know that you yourself have been a politician. What's what's the reasoning behind it? What's the situation as you see it? Sure. Uh, There's going to be a variety of reasons depending on the type of company and what they want to um, advance, what goals they want to advance. But 
you know, corporations are run by people. And so the people at the top of those corporations have goals they want to further. Sometimes I think they contribute money to politicians in order to advance things that are good for their specific industry or their company, uh, like the cruise lines will donate to politicians in places where the cruises take off from a lot of politicians in Florida get cruise line money. Um, or another, I think there's also a lot of companies that simply donate to politicians because their senior leadership are very political and they care about mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's mm-hmm. not connected. It's not connected actually to advancing a corporate interest. So I think there's a bunch of different reasons, but whatever those are, I think they contend that that private money um, can tend to kind of corrode the election process because it kind of dilutes your vote. If you go out and vote once a year, but then with your wallet, you're, you're kind of inadvertently voting without even knowing it every day, it kind of dilutes the power of your actual vote. And so that's what we're trying yeah. to prevent. Empower people, right? So they, exactly. they can have more exactly. of an impact. In addition to their vote, they can also be voting with their wallets, if you will, by, by helping yep. to support uh, organizations that they believe in. I, I think we all know that uh, when you uh, money giving to a politician will mean access at some point and we read about lobbying as an important part of gaining access uh, and companies of course use their profits to pay for lobbyists and they use that also to contribute to PACs as you said so there's a lot of uh, behind the scenes utilization of these funds to get um, a point of view across, which I understand. Now, the website itself, let's talk about the way the website works. I did go to it, and I like there's right at the top, both on the toolbar but then in the main image, uh, you've got the the possibility of putting in a brand name and finding out uh, where they use their funds from a political point of view. Can you kind of walk us through what 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 you see on a page? Let's say we put in, for instance, uh, Procter & Gamble, or I put in Oral-B toothbrushes, because I don't think most of us know who the manufacturers are of our, our brand. So when I put in Oral-B, up came Procter & Gamble. Exactly. Yeah, so we have, a, we have an app and a website. And I'll say that the app has a few more features than our website has, um, it, but both of them contain kind of substantively a lot of the same data. Um, as you said, you searched Oral-B. So if you search a company like Oral-B, one of the great things about our company is what we do that a lot of nonprofit transparency companies don't do is we do all of the tracing between parent companies and subsidiaries. So you can search the smaller subsidiaries and still find out what the the parent company is doing, which is really helpful. So here we see that Oral-B is owned by Procter & Gamble. We see that 54% of their contributions go to Democrats and 46 to Republicans, um, which is just kind of a nice quick overview if that's what matters to you. But one thing that's really important to us as a company is to give a lot of accurate information. So we also want to tell people how much are they donating? Because if Procter & Gamble is only donating $1,000 a year to politics, that's not that much. That's not really affecting. It's not much of their profits. It's not really affecting the outcome of elections very much. So we also tell people um, what is the combined contribution level? In, in the case of Procter & Gamble, it's very high, which means that they are playing politics a lot. They're putting a lot of money into this process. And so for some people, that will just matter more. We also give um, a breakdown on the app, which is really helpful, that helps you figure out 
where is that money coming from? Is it coming from corporate treasury funds that are going to PACs? Or is that coming from senior employees? And that matters to some people ideologically. Some people might really oppose corporate treasury money, the real corporation's money going to politics, but they might not care that senior employees are doing it. In my case, I care about both because that's really what we see is a lot of these corporate PACs where it's made up really of corporate um, senior employees' money. So we kind of give that information more on the app as well. And also on the app, there is a tab where you can click on politicians and it shows you what politicians that company has been giving money to, at least the top five. So that's really helpful for, for people who actually care more about individual issues or candidates and not a political party in general. So if you care more about, I just don't want anybody donating to Trump, or I just don't want anyone donating to Biden, you can go and look and see um, what corporations are donating to Biden or Trump. So that's very helpful. And that's only on the app. Um, but another thing you will also see on both the app and the website is a campaign finance reform score. And that is more of a Goods United specific thing. And what that does is kind of give you a rough idea from positive 100 to negative 100, how likely supporting that company will be to helping advance campaign finance reform. And that's kind of a side issue for us is we would really like to help further campaign finance reform, which will reduce the amount of private money in our elections a little bit. Right. But we know that not everybody cares about that. So we make that kind of an extra score. If that matters to you, there's a score up there. So you can build scores that are connected to issues that we're concerned about. Campaign uh, uh, you know, finance reform is, I think, a very good thing in terms of restricting the amount of money that can go into campaigns. And I saw one of the companies was a minus 51. So that mm -hmm. means... They are not supporting it, correct? They are not supporting campaign finance reform. And just to be clear, so what that means is it, it doesn't mean that the actual company itself has come out in support or not. What we base that on is basically the amount of money. So the higher amount of money any company gives, you get a lower score because they're playing more into politics. They're putting more money right. into politics. And then there is this is the one area of the company that has a partisan um, uh, side to it, because our research has found that Democratic candidates are much, much more likely to support campaign finance reform. So mm -hmm. if a company gives a lot of money to a Republican, they get the worst score. If they give a lot of money to Democrats, their score also goes down because of the amount of money they're putting in. But um, the best scores are reserved for people who aren't putting money into the system. So it's not really their actual formal opinion on campaign finance reform. It's much more, are they putting a lot of money in and who are they giving it to? Um, nice. so, nice. so that's kind of what, how we get to it. Right, right. So a very broad-based kind of algorithm or addition uh, yeah, exactly. of factors that lead you to that. But it sounds like you can adjust these things. I must ask, how frequently is the data replenished or reviewed on the website and on the app? Yeah, we do. We do it all. Um, I believe it's twice a year, different election cycles. Um, we have a research team that updates it, um, but definitely after large elections. Um, and the, it's, it basically goes along with the campaign finance um, uh, submissions. So so it's kind of constant for 
Yes, yes. But excellent. So prior to the new election, election coming in November, it might get updated. In, exactly. Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah, which would make a lot of sense. I, I, you know, I like the idea of the app. So it's the kind of thing you have in your bag when you're shopping or in your purse or your pocket. And you might pull it up when you're making a choice. I'll just use Oral-B as an example, where you've got four kinds, 20 different kinds of toothbrushes to choose mm-hmm. from. And you might use this to decide which brand you want to buy if you don't have any other proclivity or reason for buying, right? You might use it exactly. as your deciding factor. Exactly. And we we know full well, I mean, we're all consumers and voters as well. And there's things where I, I am surprised it doesn't, that a certain company doesn't support my political beliefs. And I, and I say, well, well, this one I'm just going to let slide. Yeah, I really surprised. like the product. You know, it's really, I really like it. Um, fine. Uh, this gives you the opportunity to do whatever you want with it, this information. Uh, but there are a lot of things that we have changed. My, my husband changed his cell phone carrier. Um, and there are very few cell phone carriers that share his political beliefs. And he changed and now he gets no calls, but he feels much better about it. So, uh, you know, there's all these different if it's something that that there are a lot of options on, like toothbrushes, like you said, it's a very easy thing to, to add in and then just feel good about well, you know what I like is it empowers you. If you care about this, it's a tool you can use, and it's free to consumers, right? Free to the website exactly. and the app. Right. Yeah, and that's really no. important to Good Unite Us, yeah, is to keep that, that information free. You not, yeah, Good Unite Us, absolutely keep it free. And it's I love the play on words, the Good Unite Us. You know, they do bring us together and how we spend our money. I know that you've also updated the website given the COVID-19 situation. Tell us about that. You have special a special list of companies for that. Exactly. Yeah, we we were trying to figure out how we could kind of just help companies through this because we know that with our company any anytime you are divulging information about companies, there are some companies that love it and there's some companies that don't. And and this time um during this pandemic, we really feel like we want to try to support companies, especially the companies that are doing good, rising above politics and really just trying to help humanity during this crisis. So we wanted to highlight companies that were what we called as COVID responders, people who are responding to this situation and rising above politics, rising above um, their bottom line and their profits, and just doing something good for humanity. So we have a list of companies that are making hand sanitizer, that are making masks, that are, you know, providing really generous benefits to their employees during this time. Um, and so there's just a lot of companies that we felt like were doing good. And that's something that we thought that we could do to kind of do some good as well. I think that's helpful. I think that helps people uh, identify companies they want to support in a more immediate sense. They uh, And they could do it either on the political side or look at their COVID-19 response, even companies that are, are funding research for a vaccine. And that's uh, wonderful to see. Uh, it's also a good way to you know stay up on top of those companies. Now, um, you know, we talked a little bit about the um, politics behind the website. And you explained uh, that you and your husband were, are both attorneys. Uh, and you develop this on the side. Do you have other business operations, or is this your primary business? So we, yeah, as you said, we're we're, we're both attorneys on the side, um, and we have a but we hired a full time COO who is our third co founder, Amy Miller, and she so she's really been able to be the full time employee. But we also, my husband has a couple of he he doesn't have a lot of other things, but he did create a keyboard um, for lawyers, so he has a, yeah. he has an entrepreneurial spirit to him as well. Um, for me, this is enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we understand. I mean, I, I, comm- I commend you for doing this. I think bringing to life something you knew would be a tool for people, finding the data and making it available was really a good and uh, smart thing to do and a benefit to all of us. I want to thank you for doing that. I did notice on the, when I went on the site, I, I wasn't, I didn't, uh, I'll do the app after the interview. Companies can claim a page. And how, how does that operate? What's claiming a page? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's, it's a little bit of a confusing terminology. Um, so what we're trying to do with that is we're trying to allow companies to have a platform to respond to our score and our data. And so what we mean by that is if, if a company wants to, they can contact us, claim their page, give us their logo, and then at the top, when you when you search, instead of just being our blank, like general default microphone logo, they can put their logo and then they get a certain amount of characters where they can kind of describe their company or their political views or justify their contributions. So we want to be able to give companies a little bit of a way to to respond and um, and defend themselves if they want to or promote them, their contributions if they're proud of that or if they are, get a perfect score because they don't contribute to anything, they can really... They can say that. Um, so we want to give them a little bit of an opportunity to do that. So that's that's what claiming their pages. Could they could they also talk about uh, contributing to environmental causes or, uh, you know, what I mean, their philosophy. A lot of them now, as you know, have uh, policies related to sustainability and the environment. Uh, uh, ESG policies that are, uh, these are publicly traded companies, so they're very open about the the causes that they support. Uh, They're able to put that up there as well, or is it only only Democrat versus Republican kinds of contributions? Sure, within reason, they could kind of put whatever they want. So if they want to say that, if they want to say we donate here and here and here, but look what we do, or this is why we donate to here and here and here, because we care about X, Y, and Z. They can do any of that. Um, it's 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 not a lot of characters, but it's a little bit of a, um, a a way for them to kind of touch base with our users. I think uh, as as we move toward the election in November, and we're now here in uh, May and June, you're probably going to see more people interested in the app and the ability to uh, better uh, uh, vote with their pocketbook, if you will, or make a choice with their pocketbook that they know we're contributing politically. I, I notice that uh, when I think about companies, there are some companies that are pretty obvious in their political leanings. Um, Apple, for example, you expect them to be progressive and liberal and and more uh, supporting Democratic candidates. I'm going to have to check them out after this. But are there some companies that are surprising to you? There definitely are companies that are surprising. And I think that that is uh, one of the reasons that some companies are a little um, we've gotten some letters from companies, some cease and desist types of interaction from a couple of companies, um, just because their gut reaction is not not having to, they're not used to having to be accountable for the large level contributions of, say, senior employees. Um, and we understand that um, there are definitely companies that I found, especially within the kind of the outdoors community, that I was surprised with their contributions because to me there seems to be a conflict with who they're donating to and then the clientele that they are trying to acquire and keep. So it's been interesting. You could, It's definitely fun to kind of go through the app or the website and look at some companies that you think you know um, and see how they might surprise you. And, and one of the things I'll say is that Sometimes the biggest surprises were actually companies that were bought then by larger parent companies, and then they get mm-hmm. into their parent parent company's um, expenditures. So 
you know, that's fairly commonplace. Um, but it's interesting to see that and then know that as a consumer. That's a good point. A lot of uh, big brands look for small upstart brands, particularly that have a more modern and reach a younger audience. And they'll acquire those brands into their family of brands. And you're right, then they'll change the, uh, that might change the nature of the political donation. So you identify the company because of your experience with it. And I'll just make an example. I don't, it's not a specific company, but as you say, outdoor gear, uh, you'd think those people would be highly environmental uh, concerned, environmentally concerned. That tends to be a more of a democratic uh, tendency. So you might expect them to lean to the democratic side, but you might find when you visit the website that they're in fact more Republican oriented in their, in their uh, uh, donations. And so you're right. It would be surprising and interesting to see. Well, you know, Abigail, I wanted to ask you about your your uh, advice you might give, because I see you've acted, you and Brian and Amy, I believe, your co-founder, uh, exactly. really acted on a, a personal uh, a vision for how to empower and educate people, give transparent information so they can make conscious choices when they buy. Advice you'd give to other people who say, boy, I believe in something like that. I'd like to start a company. Any Any guidance you'd suggest? Sure. Wow. It's, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is, and one of our, our greatest successes is having a founder base that is triangulated in a way where we all have different strengths. Um, we can share a belief on, on how we want to change something, but figuring out how to get there is always the hard part. And so having some people who don't think like you, uh, Brian and Amy and I think very differently. We have very different backgrounds, very different strengths, um, has been really helpful because we've all needed different strengths at different points to try to figure out how to make this work. Um, any startup um, is going to start out with, with a, a, a certain level of simplicity and then get incredibly complex as you start to try to make it a company. And right. you need a whole different set of um, skills. So having a, you know, a really diverse-minded group of people um, that you can draw from it has been so helpful. Um, and then also just kind of constantly re-asking yourself, are we serving the, the, the purpose we started with has been really helpful for me. And are we still furthering the goal? Because as you go, you have to start making decisions that sometimes start leading you away from your original purpose. And it's really has been very important for me to keep questioning that, keep coming back to What's our what's our goal and are we getting there? Good advice. Well, we've been listening to uh, Abigail Weeks talk about Goods Unitas. Thank you for listening. This has been Frazier Communications and Renee Frazier sharing on the deciders with Renee Frazier. You can find our podcast at FrazierCommunications.com and the SoundCloud. Please listen next week to the deciders with Renee Frazier. This is a message from Dr. Barbara Ferrer of the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. One of the most powerful tools we have to slow the spread of COVID-19 is physical distancing. When you're out of your house, please stay at least six feet away from all other people and wear a cloth face covering. Learn more at publichealth.lacounty.gov. To learn more about how you can protect yourself from COVID-19, go to publichealth.lacounty.gov. Brought to you by the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. This show is pre-recorded and furnished by Frasier Productions.